John chapter 20, verse 11 through 18. Mary was standing outside the tomb crying, and as she wept, she stooped and looked in. She saw two white-robed angels, one sitting at the head and the other at the foot of the place where the body of Jesus had been lying. Dear woman, why are you crying? The angels asked her. Because they have taken away my Lord, she replied, and I don't know where they have put him. She turned to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. Dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her. Who are you looking for? She thought he was the gardener. Sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him and I will go and get him. Mary, Jesus said. She turned to him and cried out, Rabboni, which is Hebrew for teacher. Don't cling to me, Jesus said, for I haven't yet ascended to the Father. But go find my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene found the disciples and told them, I have seen the Lord. Then she gave them his message. The author would have us jump back into the story of Mary. He used an interesting tool to sandwich the story of Mary around the story of Peter and John. He does this so we can focus on the fact that both the men and the women of the story believed. This is a pretty creative way that the author allowed us to see that both men and women were part of the story he is weaving about the resurrection of Jesus. That an awakening is not for one group or another, but all have access to what Jesus has done for them. And they are both deeply important to Jesus. We encounter Mary crying at the opening of the tomb. It is brought to us as a lament that she was concerned for they had taken the body of Jesus. This would have created an issue in that they had not yet anointed the body. And therefore, she would have assumed a dishonorable burial for Jesus. Obviously, this was not the cause. She was met by two angelic beings where Jesus should have been laid to rest. The presence of these beings is recognized in all the Gospels, though not described in exactly the same way in each. But their message to her in John is the same as in all the Gospels. Jesus is alive. There is no need for crying anymore. Her non-recognition of what they were saying to her is pretty reasonable. How are you to get your head around the idea that Jesus is alive when you saw him crucified just a few days before? It takes a while to understand what they are saying. When she encounters the gardener, she is just as distraught. It wasn't until she saw the physical manifestation of Jesus that she was able to wrap her head around what was really happening. Awakenings are like that sometimes. We have to encounter the same narrative more than once to completely understand what is really happening. Even as we hear the story of Jesus, told from multiple perspectives, it takes us a while to really understand and internalize the importance, the astounding power, and the incredible love that this narrative exposes us to. Interestingly, this non-recognition of Jesus is carried throughout many of the encounters that followers of Jesus had as they were trying to go about their business in the aftermath of the crucifixion and resurrection. The Lucan Emmaus story, the stranger on the shore, and others remind us that the disciples and followers of Jesus take a while to understand what has happened. That awakening to the crucifixion is a process of experience exposure, and excitement. As you study the story of the aftermath of the resurrection, 
Is what comes to mind hard to understand or believe? How would you explain the resurrection to someone who had never heard it before? How can you press upon them the incredible love that this exposes? Why do you think did it take the disciples a while to awaken to the fact that Jesus was risen? <laughs> 